Man, it is a football-heavy episode because we got the national championship game final in the books. We got NFL playoffs about to begin, and we got Week 18 for the first time ever. We get to talk about Week 18 football because this is the biggest season there ever was. This is the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. Stay tuned. Welcome, welcome back once again to the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. This is Chad the Mark with Mr. Brown and Tommy Turbo. And I think it's backwards. I thought it was Turbo Tommy. Turbo Tommy. Tommy he's new. Turbo. He's new at this. Everybody. Nah, you know, I missed you guys last week, but uh, we had. Uh, I guess in recent memory to us, this would be considered a blizzard because we got nine inches of snow last week and we couldn't do a podcast. Well, we did, but I didn't have you guys. Yeah, I mean, we found a way to uh, get the publicity out there, and you found one of the hottest super vents in all the country. Which Tony the about. Tiger. But uh, we tried and we tried and tried between sickness, the Rona, and uh, the snowstorm. We just couldn't fit it together for no. all of us to get together. But let's be real, you know, from Biggie's old stomping grounds in North Dakota, nine inches here and nine inches on those flat grounds is completely different. Absolutely. Like, we actually have some... Uh, terrain here yeah, so he, it gets yeah, he didn't leave the driveway for a few days correct he couldn't uh and then uh tommy you know you're you're living the retirement life did the weather bother you at all or you just take it easy i sat there and watched it fall and enjoyed every minute of it see there you go i did not i had to walk a half mile up to my house because i couldn't get my vehicle uh up there because uh yeah Been front, there, done that. front wheel drive only goes so far but uh, i guess we got another bout of snow coming are you are you nervous uh, why get nervous? Can't control nature. Uh, the, you get anxious, but not nervous. That's it. And speaking of anxious, you and me have a, a big game to look forward to this weekend, do we not? Well, yeah. That's, uh, you know. I, I, I mean, I'm happens. really looking forward to it because it's been a long time since the Bengals won a playoff game. So I, I'm really just excited that they're about to win a playoff game. I'm yeah. kind of scared now that you mention it because, you know, uh, we got the rematch. I look up on the wall, and I, I just I feel bad for Bo Jackson. Here we are. Yeah. Luckily, we don't have the stars bigger than life that you can take out this time, no, you dirty no, bastards. We, we can't. <laughs> uh, not not even Gruden unless he walks out the tunnel. But the uh, the the thing about the streak with the Bengals is uh, the first game they lost in the streak was against the Raiders. So. They're going to end the street. That's it's coming full circle, literally, all this time later. So looking forward to it. But uh, let's just kind of start there because we have a lot of NFL stuff to get out of the way. We know we got the college football uh, championship, which was which was awesome uh, in its own way, and we got picks our our wild card edition, Stone Cold Lead Pipe Locks, and we got to talk about a, an epic collapse there last week. But that being said, uh, how happy are you? that the Chargers don't know how to manage late-game situations? I mean, personally, for me, I, it's irrelevant to me because we you you know, were we in anyway. Them. We beat them, and we right. were going to get in, but uh, you should be asking Tommy this question. Well, Tommy, uh, Tommy, remind the listeners who your squad is. The Steelers. Okay, and um, the Steelers, who, as Big Ben eloquently put it, would be the 14th out of 14 teams ranked if they ranked the playoff teams. But y'all made it. Get in the show. Were you watching the Chargers and Raiders? I went to bed early. I did wow. not know you, it would go to overtime. You just expected I it expect, not to yes. happen. Okay. And how much of your fate could have changed in a matter of seconds? Oh, it just. Well, honestly – I woke up in the middle of the night because my phone was going off, and I'm like, what is wrong? And then I realized then that it went into overtime. 
I mean, why couldn't we just get a tie? Like everybody on social media was pulling for the tie so hard. That's all everybody I'm wanted. Scared of the Steelers and the Chargers. Just they couldn't leave well enough alone. The the Raiders were content with just I taking it was a good the decision. tie. Yeah, I bet you did think it was a good decision. <laughs> Got to call that timeout. Nobody nobody is afraid of the Steelers. Everybody would rather play the Steelers than the Chargers, but the Chargers are the only ones to blame for this scenario. They screwed up. So we talked about this before, um, me and you, about how as a child you always felt like quicksand was going to be a bigger deal than what it really is right? in real life. <laughs> the only one that seems affected by that in this world is Ben Roethlisberger. Yes. So that's why no one's scared to face it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you know uh, we we put a thing up in the football's life group with the uh, the pro football uh, fo- fantasy or the pro football focus where they do a really good job uh, ranking quarterbacks. Did you see where Roethlisberger ranked this year? No, I didn't. Twenty sixth or twenty seventh. He was right behind Baker Mayfield. Actually, rated out higher than Big well, Ben this year. I mean, year. with the with the. Uh Height of Baker still had for some reason heading into this season, but I could see that because Big Ben's been hurt. I mean, yeah. well, so is Mayfield, but yeah. either way, like I look at Mayfield as someone who has a garbage year. They didn't make the playoffs. Somehow, right. Roethlisberger, who can't throw the ball 2.7 yards, what was his stats in that final game, Tommy? Oh man, let's what? not get into it. No, no. Was he, I, I was like, my god, he's thrown the ball 60 times, he had 109 yards. Yeah. <laughs> Most of the throws were these, these little shovel passes. You get credit for a pass, but it didn't oh, go across the line of scrimmage. It was so bad. I was like, why are they throwing the ball so many times if they can't even get 100 yards? It was so the good terrible. news. Juju practiced today for the first time in five, since is week five. Is that good news? That is good news for us. Uh, another receiver that's going to do, like, TikToks yeah, and stuff. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. TikTok know? will just blow up this yeah. weekend. Yeah. All right, so the uh, the poll has uh, on, the, on the page or the group, uh, people are leaning toward the Bengals and Raiders. We'll move on. Chiefs, obviously, are destroying the Steelers in the poll. Uh, so, do you have, what, as a Steelers fan, and, and, like, the Bengals recently played the Chiefs in one, but I wouldn't want to play the Chiefs again. Not, not a chance in hell. So, I don't want it to end up like it did a few weeks ago. Is that what's going to happen, or do you have a different I outcome? What do you so, think? But I look in all honesty, deep down, deep down, I think it's going to be a better game. Not sure how the fourth quarter will play out. I think the fourth quarter is going to be the biggest part of it. Okay, but uh, if you're still interested in the fourth quarter, I would chalk that up as a win. Deep down, I hate to say it because I don't want to say this in front of you, but say it. I like Mike Tomlin as a coach. I feel like I like he, Mike Tomlin too. He's going to have a good game plan heading into this game to at least try to keep it competitive. You would think. However, with that being said, they're just too talented on one team compared to the other. So, for all of our listeners out there and people on social media, if you haven't been invited yet, just check our social media. You are invited to Big Ben's retirement party. Yes, come yeah. on out. I think right now the uh, RSVP is up to a hundred thousand, maybe. I mean, it's yeah, the top to hundred k today. There's a lot of so people are showing get up. Get your tickets now. Go to the page. But I think Arrowhead Arrowhead can only only hold so many people. So I think we're going to have to do one of those things where. We're just going to have to sell out Heinz Field, too. Yeah, we'll do a watch we'll party do, at Heinz yeah. Field. I mean, whatever it takes, because we need to send him off in style, baby. That's right. But uh, that that being said, let's let's jump around here a little bit. Uh, are you are you still in shock and awe that the Titans are the number one seed in the AFC? I'm not. I feel like they've done a hell of a job all year. You kept shitting all I know. over them. But they just kept finding a way to win. It was never flashy. But they continue to win, even though Derrick Henry played what eight eight weeks. He's been out for eight weeks. So now he is he's about to come he's back. back. So yeah. they're on a bye week this week. He'll be back for the first game. And 
That's a team. Like, you, is that going to mess up their mojo? I don't think so. Anytime you can give that man the ball, it's it nothing their but mojo. Yeah, yeah. So to me, that's. I feel like with their mindset, and what do you what do you think? The fact is, they held it down, and now they're getting their guy they're back. Getting healthy, the, the best player in the NFL. Is How coming much back. swag are they going to have that they're first game? Mm. I just, I, I just I can say I'm wrong, man. I've shit on the Titans like for the past six weeks because they kept squeaking out these games. I'm like, they can't be this good. Like, what? How are they good? Like, it's not even like Julio, who's a Hall of Fame potential receiver. No, he, he's trash. He's not doing crap. You First know what I mean? Touchdown of the year in week eight. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's how how I'm, are they? Winning? I'm butthurt over that because he was I, the third receiver in fantasy. And he just, yeah. Third receiver though, it wasn't like you know banking on it. It was, it was, my God. it was so bad. Uh, but, but either way, uh, the Titans are there. Uh, also in the AFC, uh, we have the um, the Patriots and the Bills are going to dance again. That's going to be a good game. Yeah. That's going to be a fun one to watch. That'll be the best game yeah. of the weekend. I, I think so. I do. Yeah. Both, both leagues. Yeah, I think it might. Be the it best might game. be. I, I have one. I think might be more interesting. But we'll get there. Who, who are we missing in the AFC? Is that everybody? Uh, the Raiders, Bengals. Uh, yeah, okay, that's everybody in the AFC. So let's switch over to the NFC. Packers, like we thought, they get the bye. Um, to me, I think probably the most – and I hate one of these teams very much, but you don't talk about an interesting game, and we are talking about it right before the show, Tommy. It's only a, a three-point spread, and we're going to get our picks later. But the Cowboys I'll, and Niners. I love that game too. Because the Niners, man, like they – who wants to play them? Like they're just they're they're doing craziness. And right not now. only that, but those two iconic franchises oh, yeah. meeting up in the playoffs. Yeah, that's it. The the iconic. It's, I mean, it's, it's just the history you, you of feel it. it. Yeah, you feel you it. feel everything there. I, I love it. You know, I too. I love they're matching up first game. Yeah, so only one moves on. So so that that's that's gonna be a fun one. Uh, I I think. The Eagles and Bucks is not going to be great just because the Bucks have the run defense and the Eagles run the ball great. So one of them's got to give, right? I feel like they, the Eagles won, I think, four out of five games heading into the playoffs yeah, to get they, in. They so on they a, were hot down the stretch. They were on but a tear. Th- my only concern is Tampa Bay is so thin a receiver for obvious reasons. Torn knees and streaking. <laughs> Mr. And all Big that good stuff. Streaking. So, I mean, they're, they're, they're kind of hurting there. But yeah. this is another thing, like the Steelers thing that I said earlier about Tomlin. How in the hell is Tom Brady at age 44 have his most passing yards of his career at age 44? This is madness. The man don't age. I mean, he's probably going to play till he's 50. You can be cynical and say, well, it's because they have an 18th game and stuff like that. No, no, listen, first of all, in any platform to be able to lead the league in anything, that's, that's excellence. Now you're doing it at this age. And, and then everything you just mentioned about the, the turmoil they've had as far as health goes and the receivers that have been playing, but yet he still just finds a way to do it. Like, we, and, and you and I, uh, was it a couple years ago or at least last year, like we came around and said, yeah, Brady's a goat. Like we just, we, we hate, it we hate it, you know, but it is. it is. How can you still argue this? You can't. Like, it's fine if you don't like him, if you want to call him the Cheatriots and all that stuff. Like, I get it if you feel that way, but dude, like, he just he, <laughs> the fact he left Belichick and went to one one in Tampa Bay his very first season that puts it all to bed. No, and, and it was bad before that. But that's the nail in the coffin. It's not like he's just a part of the team either. Like no. he he makes it go. No, he yeah he elevates everybody around him. And I, I for one hope 
that we get a Packers Bucks NFC Championship game again. That would be phenomenal. That would be fun to watch. Um, yes. But uh, keeping it in the NFC, the other game we got again for the third time. This time with feeling, we got the Cardinals and the Rams. And I think that's a toss up, man. I'm not going to be hard to pick. It's going to be a tough one. I mean, the Cardinals. You never know what to expect with them, and the Rams. You don't know what to expect out of Stafford. You know, I mean, it could go any, any, any way you can possibly think in this game. Even a Cooper Cup was probably one of the best fantasy options. For Why can't he this be year. mentioned as MVP? Right, but like he needs. You, you kind of hit the nail on the head at the beginning of the year with Stafford. I mean, he did better than Detroit, obviously, but the surroundings are better. Right, but he didn't ball out like a lot of people thought he was going to do. No, he. I mean, he, he managed the game. He's like a glorified Jay Cutler, man. Like he's a little That's better. A he's yeah, a little no. He's me. a little better decision maker. He's got the big arm. Oh. He can make all the throws. Um, he, but when the, the lights shine the brightest, man, he, he kind of falls to the shadows yeah. a little bit. And, and like, this is his chance to change that narrative. You know, it was so like a Carson Palmer. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's probably, that's a, that's a, that's a yes, more yeah. favorable, uh, comparison. <laughs> Thank you very much. I just thought about choking. Well, we all never that's got right, to right. choke. So. Well, Palmer, his first appearance in the playoffs, he got hit by a uh, dirty play and was uh, injured and couldn't finish. But uh, we won't talk about the Steelers anymore today. It was a dirty play. Um, <laughs> what? But um, anyway, the uh, the NFL playoffs are set. We're excited. Uh, are, are you feeling – do you understand the format now that we have the extra team? Is I think it makes even more sense now with the one team getting a bye. You don't have the two. It just goes with the lowest seed plays the bye, and then everybody else gets matched up, right? I like it. I yeah. like it. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm feeling it. It's, yeah. it's good, good shit, man. You I know like I'm it. liking it. Uh, so uh seventh seed that being said uh let's move into the it was black monday then it turned into black tuesday it's now thursday and we still have coaches getting fired any surprises on the uh firing carousel here yeah, just like everybody says flores and miami yeah I don't understand that one that's a tough one i, I feel like they all. they were in every game that fought hard but then i heard rumors yesterday that about the gm and him no a lot of the players didn't like the way he managed them and like i guess it was he was managing it more like a college football atmosphere as opposed to nfl and treating them like professionals gotcha and he was more like he was kind He's of abrasive closer to urban meyer style maybe right nah, so then they, they didn't thing. like it because they're you know now they get what they, they make some money they don't want to be told what to do see i haven't seen that but i mean i, I can buy that if that happens i think flores is a guy that somebody will probably take a flyer on so. because how do you take that dolphins team and what they went seven in a row to close out the year. They lost seven, then they won seven. Yeah, the first team ever to do that. I mean that that's that's hard to move on from someone that's given you that much momentum to show that much grit after that losing streak. Like you're you're the you're the front office that took Tua over Herbert. Why are right. you firing yeah, me? Well, there, you know? yeah. But uh, I heard that when he got the job. And they made they were doing the draft stuff and they were trying to like iron out how they wanted to build the team. He uh, told the GM and the owner, he's like, "Y'all ain't won shit in twenty years, and the only constant's been you two. I'm here now, you know." And it just rubbed him oh, the wrong well, way. That, yeah, but uh, he's pounds. not wrong though either. So uh, Flores is out. Uh, are you even if they deserve to be out? Is there anybody surprised that you saw got let go? The one today with Houston. Uh, like, how are you firing people today? Wasn't him, Collie? Uh, David yeah. Collie. Yeah. yeah, David. So, Cawley. like, first of all, he had literally no experience. <laughs> 
You throw him on a team that just complete dog shit from the beginning. Like just the, completely the, what they do? Worse. What was the record? They won more than it they doesn't matter. Have. <laughs> I mean, but they they won more than actually they should have on paper. Right. And Three, I think you could tell they didn't give up. They're, it's not like they're the number one pick, and I feel like they're probably the least talented team. No, nah, was it the uh, Titans they beat? And you were like, what the hell? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I mean, the fact is, you can't. Fi- if you're really trying to build something, how do you fire the guy after one year? When you know your team's no good. I mean, there might be some internal reasons there that we don't know about. But if that's the case, why Maybe they just realized it was a bad hire from the beginning. But why are you firing them on Thursday and not Monday? Yeah, I agree. 4-13. They went 4-13. What are you you sitting there thinking about all this time? Uh, And they fired the offensive coordinator because that's why they couldn't score. It was clearly the play card. I just think that was – he was a cheap scapegoat, and I think it's classless by the Texans organization. That's what I think. That's a a rough one. Uh, We – saw uh um the vikings moved on that one's warranted uh yeah he's still worried about his uh pinup uh model hey you know, he even mentioned it in his ex he, he's he's on the greener pastures yeah. if you will uh bears fans have to be rejoicing absolutely so i i saw this going around like i feel like we gotta give an apology to mitch trubisky you know just like he took that naggy led team to the playoffs twice <laughs> I never had an issue with Maybe Mitch. Trubisky's I thought, I thought not that bad because yeah. uh, we saw how bad the Bears are. Like, All I know is this year, every quarterback they had under uh, Nagy this year just ruined Allen Robinson. Yeah, He was one yes. of the biggest fantasy busts of the yeah, year. Yeah, friends of the uh, program, Fantasyholics, that was their uh, bust of the year, right? Absolutely. I think I saw that. The dude's been yeah. solid for a thousand yards and like, eight touchdowns. He was almost like a DeAndre Hopkins. Like it doesn't matter who the quarterback is, he's going to give right. you numbers. You know, god awful. Just god awful. Get out of there, A. Rob. <laughs> Get out of there. Uh, and then uh, who else is gone? Who else did we miss? Anybody else? We had uh, seven total coaches. Is that correct? Is it that many? Seven? I think seven. Joe Judge. Joe Judge. Joe Judge. That's you know. just. He, uh, I don't know how much. There's just no talent. Nah, that's. I can't say he was the right fit, but they didn't have no talent either. No, but he he went through a couple of years. Uh, Matt Rule survived in Carolina. Um, uh, there was some some stirrings there. Uh, I feel like there's another one we're missing. I should have took notes. We're very bad planners. Yeah. Probably that's all right. Oh wait, Tom. Denver. Oh yeah, Denver. Uh, um, Vic Fangio. Fangio, yeah. yeah. So there's another one. So, again, another that was a team that I felt like kind of overperformed. They overperformed, but I, I didn't really like the hire from the beginning. Yeah. He was an older guy, really hadn't had a shot. Which What's wrong why, with age? Why hadn't he had a <laughs> shot already? And he's a defensive guy. I just I, – I don't know. That's that's like when the Bengals hired Dick LeBeau back in the day. Dick yeah. LeBeau was like the best defensive coordinator of all time, but he's not a head coach. Never was. Um, but, like, you know, like dig at the Steelers. He, he, uh, was he ever head coach of the Steelers? No. No, he, was he went back as a defensive coordinator because he was good at that. He was even the coordinator for the Titans, you know. Like he, yes. he uh, that's what he was. Some people are better as coordinators. It's just the way it rolls. But uh, a lot of a lot of interesting things that happen. I'm just sad that Biggie's not with us as he's celebrating uh, a child's birthday today. He's got priorities because I'm sure he would have all kinds of input on these firings. All yeah. oh, his whole household now uh, is in teenage years. Man, so. that's uh, that's a lot of angst. Yes, that's uh, it's a lot for a single dad to put up with. It Best is. of luck to, to Biggie as Good he's luck, out there Biggie. dealing with that. Um, but uh, I think that's enough NFL talk for now. So uh, let's take a, a pee pee break and uh, maybe we'll come back and talk a little college football. Sounds good. All right, I got to tell you, I was a little um, 
a little tired on Monday. I had a long day, and of course, nothing says Monday not like college football, but it was the national championship. Uh, part of me is a little miffed because I feel like the NFL doesn't need to have Saturday football on week 18. So we could have had a Saturday night college national championship, but we were resigned to Monday and I watched most of the first half. I was at my old man's and then I, I drove home. And by the time I got home, the game had quickly changed into something that it didn't look like when I was watching it. I thought no one was ever going to score a touchdown. Did you guys hang around and watch the whole thing? I did not. What? I did not see the whole game. I kept kept in touch so with you, my pilot. Were you about like me? Just kind of got tired and, and gave Nine, it up. Nine six. I was getting a little bored with right. it. Right. It was. It was not a fun game in the first half to watch. I'm not the college football guy. And funny enough, I stayed awake for the whole thing. It got interesting. You know, so the fourth quarter is where it was at. Oh yeah, you just had to suffer through all the muck to get there, and then once it once it happened. And uh, that that turnover at the end where they just kind of sealed it, man, like you were just like, holy crap, Georgia is exercising their demons from 1980 to now. Before even that, though, I was like – I was thinking they blew it again when uh, he kind of nonchalantly like threw the ball and they said it was a fumble. Oh, yeah, yeah, And the defender like casually walked towards the sidelines and he actually had a foot in bounds and scooped it and they called it a fumble. And I was like – this is where Georgia loses the game. Right. This is typical Georgia. Typical Georgia. Because they, they had the uh, – it, it was the correct call once they corrected it when Georgia scored a touchdown like on the first drive defensively. And they're like, no, he was throwing the ball. But, you know, Georgia uh, – first of all, the fact that uh, uh, Saban assistant exercised those demons too. Actually, be, actually beat the – Is this the first time uh, he's lost to I one, believe of it is, to one of his former assistants? I think assistants. it is. Yes, sir, I believe it I mean, is. I mean, you give enough chances, eventually one of them's going to get you. But of all stakes, nice to see it happen there. Well, I didn't even know, Chris, like I said, I'm not, I'm not the guru for college football, but I didn't even realize that him and Kirby were like had such close ties. Like oh, that. yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't yeah. even realize they went to the Dolphins together and everything. Yeah, well, yeah. So, yeah, that's part of his tree, man. Bittersweet. Uh, the uh, did you did you see or, or hear uh, the the post game meet and greet they had or not meet and greet, but you know you go shake hands and all that stuff. Did you hear any of that? I I didn't see it. No. All right, so Saban when he gets over there, he's like, "Man, y'all really kicked our ass in the fourth quarter," and um, uh, Kirby Smart was just like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. How, how's how's the boy? How's yeah. how's the receiver?" Asked about Williams. Yeah, how's yeah. Williams doing? And he's like, "Ah, you know, we we'll check on him." He's like, "Well, let me know, man. He's a hell of a ball player. I hope he's all right." Mm-hmm. And like in the heat of the moment of all that stuff, that was cool to see. Uh, you feel bad for Alabama if you can feel bad for a team like Alabama because my, hard, they had like they were down to like they were playing three star receivers, you know, and like everybody was hurt. They were down to like playing what everybody else in the country plays. Um, the uh, the other thing too, did you see Nick Saban's post game with uh, his quarterback and his receiver? I yes, did I see did. that. I that saw was, that. Yeah, uh, I mean that's you, you want to comment on that? No, Tom? I was, I'm just saying I saw that. That was I mean that's pretty sweet that he uh, stands up for his players like that, and you, know, you could tell that they were kind of hanging their heads. Man, and, they they don't just go to Alabama because they win. You know, they, they, it is a culture there. Yeah, you know, I mean it's it's something. It's a culture that was a very classy move. And despite the culture, I mean, the, the the college football landscape that we have now with the portal, the way it is, like a kid sees that and he's probably going to be more willing to stay because, like, man, this coach is legit. You know, it's not just about, you yeah. know, he's using Family. me. 
Um, but and also not even just that; those two players beside of him, they're going to go on and do bigger, better things. Oh yeah, they're going to remember that moment the rest of their life. Absolutely, I think. And that that's one of those things that if they're going to be in the national championship next year. You'll see that clip, yeah, because you remember how they felt. But uh, I will say this: I believe Nick Saban to be sincere when he says that to his players. But at the same time, don't think he ain't always recruiting. Right. He knows where he's at, and right. he knows who sees it. And there ain't nothing wrong with showing that because there's no more games. It's not a distraction. Let me just tell everybody I love these boys in front of the nation real quick. Right. There ain't I nothing mean, wrong with that. There's nothing wrong at all. There's no downfall to that. <laughs> no, at all. <laughs> like, well, nope. It, it, it makes sense. Just it, like the Brady thing, safe to say Saban, despite losing that game, is the go, right? College football go, oh, easily, easily, easily. Gotcha. Bear yeah. Bryant, him – with today's because the area you're doing right right you know you're you're not supposed to be able to to do what you're doing now with the fact that you have a playoff the fact that everyone's on the same scholarship restrictions and you know we'll see how he does as the nil stuff still rolls out nick saban's already kind of heeded that warning about you know what they need to get some controls on this because it's going to get bad and and really what you're doing you're letting too many people get involved with these kids and and we'll see what happens i I believe they should earn money but you know it's it needs to be regulated a little better i think who would have thought blue chips would come to fruition it's happening now it's it's happening in your parents living get that boy's daddy a tractor (laughs) (laughs) the the greenest green there is uh the uh the the thing about Georgia, man, uh, they seem like they've they. This is the second national title appearance they've had. They they they're an elite program. Are they going to sustain this for years to come, or, or is this a, a thing where they might kind of take the reins from Alabama? Because how uh, how much longer can Saban still go? Is Alabama going to be Alabama when Saban's gone? That's a good question. I mean, good when question. he's gone, maybe I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see, but. We've said it in the last five years, LSU looked good there for a minute. We're like, are they going to unseat them? Clemson was kind of hanging with them. And it's like, but then we always come back to it's Alabama and somebody. Yep. It's never like it's Clemson and LSU. It's, it's some- Alabama and the field. Dude, right. it's, it's laps, man. And there's teams that will run a faster lap. But nobody runs all the laps better yeah. than Bama. Yeah. They, they they might lose one here or there. Yeah, that marathon is always at their pace, and it continues to be so. And, and you know, I mean, I think Clemson will bounce back next year, and and you know that that's. But still, it, we're kind of like a three to four team. You know, at the beginning of the season, that's who you expect, and that's about it. And I know we don't touch on politics, but we try not the to. Funny Dear thing, God, here, where are we going? The Braves. <laughs> You know, won their first World Series, and you know, since '95, Georgia won their first college championships in 1980. Yep, they've had Republicans in office all this time, and now they go to Democrats. <laughs> Was it Stacey Abrams or Adams or whatever? Nah, she's thanks a lot. She's not the governor. Wow. She's she's the. I wish I was, but now, that was uh, that was a meme I saw online. It's like all they had to do is flip the color. That's all they had to do, and everybody's winning. Ah. Uh, I'm sure that has everything to do with Absolutely. it. Absolutely. <laughs> you, you just probably pissed off half our listeners. Oh, no, it's fine. But, but the I'm other being, half I'm being sarcastic. The other half will laugh at the sarcasm. Yeah. Hopefully they can see through that. Uh, Tommy seems conflicted himself. Hope yes, he's okay. I what a, what Calm what down, Tommy. Uh, but um, I saw it online. I didn't say it was my thought. But is this uh, is this like the year of Georgia though? Then are the Hawks going to win the finals now? Is that what's- well? I post. <laughs> hey, Tommy about to spit out his beer. 
Uh, I posted that meme today, that meme you always see about the guy with his girlfriend and looking at the hot yeah, chick walking. Yeah, the turnhead thing. Yeah, the turnhead. She was the Hawks and the Falcons. He was the Braves looking at the Georgia Bulldogs. Yeah. So that's where we're at right now. <laughs> that's exactly where we're at. But uh, I'm uh, sad college football has come to an end, and uh, I feel bad uh, for Alabama's receiving core more than anything. My God, everybody's hurt. And then they had a what the guy that's the projected best receiver, Williams. You know he he's you know got the torn ACL. Uh, so we'll see how he comes back. But you know the way things, I hate to make light of it. It's almost like when somebody gets Tommy John in, in baseball now, right? You tear your ACL, you'll be all right. You'll come back. Uh, just like how Joe Burrow is doing. Ha ha ha. Uh, but uh, anyway, uh, uh, there's. Um, there's one more thing I want to ask you, uh, just in relation to college football, is uh, Jim Harbaugh going to coach the Michigan Wolverines next year, or is he going to be in the NFL? He's not going to the NFL. He's not going to. He's you got say, to you think say the that odds so are. confidently. What's the percent? I'm saying at least ninety percent that he stays in Michigan. Stays in Michigan. Yes. So you he's know, got the, a decent little gig there. He, the rumor he, is like the whole reason Flores got fired was just so they could interview Harbaugh. Well, you interview See, I heard the Bears. Want. Now, the Bears are going to fire Nagy anyway. I'm like, well, why would you go to – no, I heard that his dream job in his mind is the Bears. Well, he, I could, I could he, see that. Didn't he play for the Bears? Yes. Yeah. Yes, he was a Bear. Yeah. So there you go. That. Well, maybe. We'll see uh, how that goes. Uh, I, I, I mean, your expectations Maybe he knows so Rodgers is leaving. I mean, it's that's the right time to be right. a Bears coach. Well, yeah. I mean – There's a window there. Uh, and he doesn't want, he doesn't want to go have Kirk Cousins and the Vikings. So, yeah. You know, we'll stay in Chicago. I mean, I'll take him in, uh, I'll take him in Vegas. Uh, I'd like to know how many coaches in the NFC North have been since Rodgers have been there. Like, how many guys can we say Rodgers got fired? Mm. Quite a bit. <laughs> All the Lions coaches. Numerous. Yeah. Uh, either way, uh, Jim Harbaugh, Tommy says he's staying in college. I think he is too, honestly. I got an over like let, let's the uh, let's do the uh, over under or not over under. Who lasts the longest? Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay from this point, okay, or Dan Campbell in Detroit? Mm, I, that's not an over under. It's just a yeah, pick him, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, uh, I, I'd go. I'd go Dan Campbell. He stays longer. Yeah, I I, I, I agree. Dan Campbell. I think Dan's got something going on. He does. Right. So I wanted to give a shout out to our uh, Lions. Yeah, uh, the, li- the Lions pride out there that, that's uh, fans of the show and friends of the Which show. We need to bring them back. We, we need to. It's end of season, but you know, we just don't have much Lions football to talk about right now. But we'll find a time to get them. Oh, they're chomping too. The the uh, the thing is, you know, you take a step back for a second. Like we're talking about Rodgers being done in Green Bay, like that. This. You know, he he just set the no, – no quarterback in NFL history has ever had the best touchdown-to-interception ratio in back-to-back years, and he's done that. Uh, and there's a good chance he might get the MVP. He just went – both years, he only threw four interceptions a year. It's remarkable. In, in the past three years, he's thrown 15 picks. Last three years, the Packers have won 13 games that, each year. But if you if you combined all three of his interceptions, he'd ha- or all three years, he'd have lower interception totals than half the starting quarterbacks in the NFL this year. Yeah, Carr had 14 this year. Yeah, so like it took uh, Carr one year to do what Rodgers took three years. Right. That's it's insane. So just like Mark Davis, I'm gonna compare to Aaron Rodgers. He's a millionaire. He's making all this money. Why can't you wash your damn hair? <laughs> Is, a is, a, is it going to be another yeah, uh, Halloween costume he's working on? I don't know. He needs I – mean, yeah. I mean, John Wick's done now. Like, I don't know yeah. what he's doing. 
I don't know. Maybe some people like the look. I Maybe guess. it's like the tra- he's going to do like a Head and Shoulders commercial coming up. He's going to get with Palomalu. He's trying to something. See. Maybe yeah. he can get a perm. That'd be nice. Can we get Watch Rogers? Damn hair. Rogers the perm kind of look like Bob Ross. Yeah. We just give him the fro. Yeah. That'd be all right. Why not? We'll give you a happy Packer right here. It'll be good. Happy cheese. All right. Well, we talked college football, then ended up talking about Aaron Rodgers' hair. So that's the way things go sometimes. All right. We're going to do it this time with feeling because it is time for the NFL, not weak anything, but the wild card, Stone Cold Lead Pipe Locks. And we just completed the biggest season in NFL history. And Mr. Brown, you were the wire-to-wire leader when it came to picking against the spread. You were an expert amongst ed- experts. You were outranking people from Sports Illustrated, from NFL Network, from ESPN to Bleacher Report. It did not matter. And then week 18 got the best of you. Oh, whipped my ass. No doubt about it. Four and 12. I think that pressure of the blue check mark. It did me in. <laughs> it must have. That, and to be honest with you, I, I thought week 18 could spell disaster anyway because half the teams weren't really playing. Like, how do you even pick some of those spreads? Not to give you an excuse. I, obviously, now. you don't. <laughs> <laughs> Not successful. Uh, of course, that's the one week I beat everybody yeah. because I can pick the chaos, apparently. Well, well, elaborate for the fans and the listeners what transpired about our picks. Well, uh, you were uh, clearly in the lead all season, and Biggie, who has been doing great and is the defending champion at We Don't Know Sports, two or three, t- two or three. Yeah, he he's also top ten nationally. Correct. correct. Uh, you know, so it's not like he's no slouch. And uh, he needed to have a, a good week, and you needed to have a bad week, and. I noticed at some point on Sunday I looked and you were like one and six. And oh, yeah. I, I was like, damn, there's a chance here. So Biggie ends up going nine and seven, I believe. Right. And uh, you going four and 12, him going nine and seven equated out to you guys tying right. for the entire season. But more important for, than that for next year, because we got Tommy here with us, Turbo Tommy, who did an excellent job. Starting to pick what week did you start? Do you remember? It was like week five eight. or six. It I was, think it was, it was I think eight. eight. Yeah. Okay. So he picked roughly half the season, but his records were phenomenal. They were. So, but we've all got blue check marks now. So we talk about that. Yep. Yeah, so we uh, we reached out. We used our track record of picks because we do it on the show. We post it on social media. It's unedited content. Stand by record on Thursday. Yep. yep. And we we lock in and uh, pick watch, uh, which is an organization that tracks every professional picker out there, was more than happy to have us come in. Not as we don't know sports, but as Turbo Tommy, as Mr. Brown, as Chad the Mark, as Canadian Biggie, we're all uh, officially blue check marked now. So when Mr. Brown talks about the pressure of the blue check mark, he got he got it in his own head. I think that's that's unfortunate. That and I had to keep reminding you to do the picks because we didn't have a Thursday night game. I appreciate it. Threw everything. Everything was off. Right. That's what happened. Excuses. But uh, Tommy getting now. Now Tommy's like. You're going to be tracking everything with me now. Absolutely. So, Tommy, the way he looks at it is he's got a better overall record than you since we got the blue check Coming mark. after you. See, look at him get cocky. Just come me. after me then. I will. I'm <laughs> on your butt. Because guess what? I'm the baseball guy, and if I take this shit from you guys, guess what? You guys just suck. <laughs> Pretty much. Well, I'll take that. Or that gambling. You better not take Or gambling is just luck anyway. But yeah. I think it's luck. That being said, we have six games. 
Right. That's it. Six games. Hey, for the record, with my four and twelve record at the end of the year in eight week eighteen, I still beat Maurice Jones Drew. Thank you. You did, and Maurice Jones Drew had a phenomenal week eighteen. By the way, he uh, he came in hot. He I think he went twelve. He did the opposite of you, and you yeah. still beat him. So. Yeah. Uh, that being and said, we're built the same. That being said, you are built the same. You both have very large calves. I'll give you that. About as wide True. as they are tall. Uh, uh, we're boxes. Should have been a running back. Yes. Uh, we're like Roblox. So Biggie's not with us tonight. Second time we've done picks uh, here. He, he's uh, celebrating birthdays with his kids, like we referenced earlier. But Turbo Tommy's stepping in to take uh, his place uh, for tonight. But that being said, it's time to hit the music. Oh, and we only got a few more weeks of hearing that beautiful NFL chime that those bells come in, and we know it means it's serious talk now. It's time to get down to these picks, and we're going to hit it hot and heavy out the gate, and we're going to go to the jungle, to Cincinnati, where my Cincinnati Bengals are playing. Mr. Brown's Oakland, Los Angeles, wherever the hell they're at now, your Raiders. And, coach. and the they don't even have a head coach, but yet they made the playoffs because the Chargers are idiots. But anyway, we're going to do all that dog shit. We're both ten and seven. That's that's fine. Okay, we have a better record against playoff teams than you do. So there you go. The yeah, because uh, the Steelers made it. Well, that helps. <laughs> Did the Raiders beat the Steelers? Oh uh, yes. Okay, we just and had, the Ravens. We just had, not playoff. We just got the chance to play them all twice. Yeah, so. yeah exactly. All right, Tommy, kick us off. The Bengals at home are a five-point home favorite. You're the Bengal fan. I thought you started. Well, I I'll haven't. Take it. But everybody knows what I'm going to do. No, well, we that's that's very really true. So, so you go yeah. ahead and go first. Joe Burrow is the man. He is the next coming. I'm taking the Bengals over the Raiders. They're covering the five. Cup. Covering the five. All right. Easily. All right. Easily. Easily. Double digits, maybe? You want to call that? I'll call double digits. Ooh, I Ooh. like it. I like uh, it a lot. Clearly, I'm going to Raiders. All right. We got the reigning. These collars don't run. Is that what it is? We got the reigning defensive player of the week, the reigning uh, special teams player of the week. Max Crosby actually uh, has the highest uh, QB pressure percentage in all of football. Yeah. I, I, in all honesty, I'm going to pick the Raiders because that's what I'm going to do. Um, but I feel like it's going to be an uphill battle to win this game, especially being in Cincinnati, even though we probably got more fans in the stadium than you guys. <laughs> but if we find a way to early on run the ball, then it's going to be a close game. Uh, and Waller's back, so that adds another dynamic, which we haven't had. Gotcha. So I, I, I like our chance. I think it'll be a close game. I don't think it'll be double digits like Tommy's allowed. So the Raiders are going to cover. No, absolutely. Okay. So uh, if you win, it'll be by three. So it's the it's the first game of the playoffs. Yeah. It's the first one we get, so we don't have to wait long. Uh, it's it's a it's a Saturday game, four thirty start. Uh, the the weather is not expected to be great. So that being said, I think it's going to make it a little bit more of a dog fight. Now, the one thing the Bengals can say is they don't have an indoor practice facility, so they're already practicing outside, right, getting ready for right, it. Right, right, right. Um, I'm hoping the Raiders not being used to the cold might play a factor. Um, I think the Bengals win this game, but they don't cover. I think it's going to be a close game. I think it's a field goal game. I think the weather is going to ugly Maybe it up a little bad. bit. 
I think it's uh, also the fact that I just can't ever pick the Bengals to cover. I can say they win, <laughs> but they're not going to cover because it's, uh, it's it's five. I thought that was um, a bigger spread than what we would see. So we get uh, two ten and seven teams. Yeah. So you are uh, the lone wolf. Boom! Pow! There you go. Is that your Madden? Tough acting, tough acting. Yeah. <laughs> Rip. We love you, John Madden, and uh, that's uh, that, that's that's out of the way now. So we got that, and uh, I'm gonna see if I can play hooky at work, and maybe we can. Uh, you need to try to try to watch that game. I don't know. All right, how about Biggie's New England Patriots going into Orchard Park, New York, where nobody nobody circles the wagons quite like the Buffalo Bills. The Bills are a four-point home favorite against the Pats. You stole my line. Nobody circles the wagons better than the Buffalo Bills. So is that what happens here? That's what happens this week. So the Bills are covered. The Bills will cover. Of course they are. Sorry, Biggie. (laughs) Sorry, not sorry. This is tough for me, really. I mean, because uh, New England uh, receivers and their limited opportunities have the least amount of drops in the NFL. Okay? Good stuff. And their defense, we know what their defense can do on a given week. And we know what Bill Belichick can do. Disaster. This is the third time they've played. So, do we know what the weather is? It's one of the, going to be one of the coldest games in history in Ice Buffalo. Ball. Ice ball. But New England's used to that. So, so that was Buffalo. I know. I'm just saying, that don't affect either team. Are we going to have the wind like last time, where they only threw the ball three times? Uh, I don't – dude, I'm torn – all I'm going to say is uh, Mac Jones was the best rookie quarterback that came out of the draft. and But Buffalo has the best talent overall. So I feel like in this type of game, it's going to matter. And I feel like it's going to prevail. I feel like Max came on the scene a little too early. I feel like next year he could do some damage, but not this year. I feel like he's going to run to the bus all the Buffalo. All right, so you're taking the Bills to cover. Yeah, I just it's hard for me. Okay. This is tough. Um. So uh, we're across the board taking the Bills here, and I'm going to tell you why. The the Bills, ever since they got drubbed through the run game, the Patriots unloaded on them that one week where they, they decided not to throw the ball and they blamed it on the wind or whatever. They just decided to impose their will on Buffalo. And it, it lingered into the next game. They were playing the Bucks, and for some reason the second half of that game against the Bucks, all of a sudden they woke up. And ever since then – the Bills have been firing on all cylinders offensively. They've taken care of business. I think that's what you get to see. You're going to see that Bills team continue. They're going to come in here. They're going to win by seven, eight, nine points, something like that. So they're covering that four-point spread easily. So we're we're all in agreement. The Bills are going to circle the wagons. And I'm asking, has Biggie sent you his picture yet? No, he has not. All right. So, so he may be the lone wolf. He, he will be the lone wolf, I'm sure. Right. He, there's no way he can pick against his pads. Right. Right. Um, all right, we got a big spread here. Sunday, 1 o'clock, Tampa Bay hosting the Eagles. Nine and a half. Nine and a half. Nine and a half. That is large against a running team. and uh, The best running team in all of football. And a good run defense. I don't know if they're the best run defense, but they were for a while. They're good. Yeah. They're good. Nine and a half. Uh, I believe the Buccaneers are going to win the game, but I don't think they'll win by nine and a half. So I guess I'm going to take the Eagles. Okay, Eagles covering from, from Turbo Tommy. I just said the same. I was thinking the same thing. The Eagles going to cover. Pat, uh, the Bucks win. I say Pats. Uh, <laughs> Might as well. Brady's new team. 
Uh, they cover, uh, like we talked about earlier, they're so thin at receiver. So Gronk's going to have to have a big game. He's going to have to step it up. Uh, but I feel like the, the Bucks going to win home home field, uh, but not cover. Uh, I, I uh, Man, I want to pick the Bucks to cover, but I, I can't. It's just two nine and a half playoff football. Like if the Bucks win like thirty four to ten, I would not be surprised. But Philly, if they can run the ball just a little bit and keep the clock down low, I see it being a lower scoring affair. And maybe they keep it. I, I, I'm taking the Eagles to cover the nine and a half. But again, the Bucks are going to win. So we're not arguing too much here. So we're we're going to move on. Let's see if we can mix things up on this game. I think we all are looking at this one as being the closest game of the weekend, possibly, where the San Francisco 49ers rekindled the old postseason rivalry with the Dallas Cowboys of all teams. The the Cowboys back in, and uh, they're a three-point home favorite against the surging 49ers. Surging 49ers. The history of this is just – it, it boggles me right now. Yeah. I'm just yeah. – it's just old school – I do, th- I do have a feeling that Dallas is going to try to establish a run, keep that ball out of Prescott's hands. They're going to try to run the ball. Zeke needs to be the, the guy, but Tony Pollard is I was going to say, Pollard is who I'd be yeah. worried about. When you said who's gonna, when they're going to run the ball, I was like, is it going to be Zeke or is it going to be Pollard? Well, that's, that's, that's a good question. Um, I believe Zeke will be the man this weekend. Pollard mm. has been. Pollard's been carrying him. and That, that might be the edge. So I'm, I'm going Dallas. I'm going to take the Cowboys. Okay. Three, and you went Cowboys. Even three. We can get a push in this one. I, I agree with you. I feel like the, the I feel like it should be a little bit bigger. Now, if, if Sam Fran would win the game, it wouldn't surprise me. No, it wouldn't surprise me. Uh, Dallas has so many more weapons, but all you need is that one turnover, man. That's all you need. Very true. And it's a home. I feel like Dallas can win by three, so I gotta go Dallas. If if it's a four point spread, yeah, I'm taking the Niners. It's a three point spread, I'm taking the Cowboys. Like it, it's, I think the game's gonna be that tight. Um, and like you just said, if the Niners end up winning, I'm not surprised. Uh, if we had to put confidence points on it, of all six, this would be my least confident game because I think anything can happen if the spread's too close. Uh, but I'm also taking the Cowboys. And, and, like, I don't think – I think the Cowboys, we had, what, sixth in our power ranking, so we don't think they're the best, really. Like, they're just – they're a good team. But uh, I don't know. Jimmy G can be erratic. Like, you talk about the interception. You're talking about Prescott. Garoppolo is the one I'd be worried about. The power of porn. The power of porn. <laughs> You know, he's the guy that has shown the capability of throwing the big interceptions at the wrong time. So we'll see what happens. But uh, we're across the board there. I thought we'd mix things up. So uh, let's let's get even more interesting here and go to a, a Sunday night game. Turbo Tommies, Pittsburgh Steelers going into Arrowhead in the Sea of Red. You know what the spread is? Twelve and a half. Twelve and a half for the Chiefs. Ooh, so huge spread. Go ahead and tell us what you're doing, where your heart's at, yeah. where your head's at. What's come your on pick? out to the retirement party. Just come on out. Have a little bit of fun. Tommy retired last year, now Big Ben. Yes. Yeah. We're going to sit in our seats and watch football from now on. Twelve and a half's big. I do believe, Huge. I do believe my Steelers will cover the twelve and a half. Mm. Not so confident we'll win the game, but twelve and a half. Tomlin's a good coach. So they'll keep it respectable. Yeah, he's, he's going to make his adjustments from a few weeks in uh, 
Yes, we'll cover the 12. Okay. 12 and a half. I'm going to go back on what I said earlier about Tomlin being a good coach. <laughs> go, go back to revisit or go I'm back? I'm taking to, it back. <laughs> take, <laughs> uh, Chiefs are going to cover. <laughs> They're going to win by two touchdowns. You know, like Big Ben from the horse's mouth, literally the horse because he's the same weight. <laughs> uh, so they should be the worst. They're the worst team in the playoffs, and Kansas City's going to show everybody why. Big Ben, you should have hung it up last year. Mason Rudolph with the dent in his head is better than you. Let's just move on with our lives. Wow. No gravy reference? No, nah, not today. Not today. <laughs> the, uh, the spread is massive. The uh, Steelers' offensive deficiencies are even more massive. The Chiefs are going to score. How many points, Tommy, do you think the Chiefs will score in this game? Uh, that's a good question. 27. Nah, they will not start with the two. It will be 30 or more. And I, I think as the game gets into the higher-scoring affair, it's worse and worse and worse for the Steelers to try to keep up. I agree with that. So I think that's why the Chiefs cover. Um and I will say Mike Tomlin is one of the best coaches out there. The fact that he had to put up with A.B., Big Ben, Le'Veon Bell, all these guys for all those years, like there's going to be uh, a last dance about the Steelers one day we're going to watch and go like, oh, my God, what a nightmare that was. And then we'll even we'll, they'll erect monuments to Mike Tomlin for his ability to keep that under wraps. But uh, it's not going to help him beat the Chiefs. So uh, you're the lone wolf. You're the lone Steeler. And the Steelers – I mean, as a lone wolf, like, what the hell are you going to do? Here we go, Steelers. Here we go. Here we go, Steelers. Here we go. Not today. (laughs) I'm waving my Uh, Yes, that's the thing they give the fans in Pittsburgh because they can't pay attention to the game long enough. They have to have a shiny object to pay attention to. You have to have a prop as a fan. That is disheartening. Almost as disheartening as not being able to afford a logo for both sides of your helmet. You kind of liked the Browns. You liked the Browns look, but you wanted to be different, so you can only do half, I guess, but it's okay. Oh, that's um, the rivalry coming up. Yeah, I That guess. is uh, – now I am throwing shade. All right, last game of the wild card weekend, another tight one. The Cardinals going into L.A. to play the Rams. The Rams are a four-point home favorite. I really think you could flip a coin and you couldn't go wrong here. It's three and a half. Is that what it was? It's four. 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 Mm-mm-mm. Uh – well, the Rams and that quarterback here, Stafford. I'm not sure about his his uh, ability to maintain and keep the ball in the Rams' possessions. I'm afraid the turnovers is going to get him. Ah, jeez, I don't know. I, you know what? I, I'm going with the Rams. All right. I just I think they just have too much power. It's it's their turn. Cardinals are going to falter. All right. I I, I hear you. I feel like there's too way too much star power on the Rams not to win and to cover. Uh, Kyler Murray, I mean, he started out Calamari. Exactly. 2021, 20-22 MVP, Calamari. Uh, I, I feel like they came out like with storming the whole freaking world, and they were on a roll. They were number one in our power rankings for several weeks. Uh, but they've hit, a, they've hit a rut here. Yes. and They've been they, exposed. They, they established that padding, and that's why they're still here where they are. Yep. But – I feel like this game, as much as we talk about Stafford, he's got enough surrounding pieces that they're going to cover and they're going to win. Like, Stafford is the kind of guy that uh, he can have two interceptions and they can still win this game. You know what I mean? Like, they they can move the ball that well. 
Uh, Cooper Cup is a is a manimal out there. Uh, they they just imagine if they would have a run game. Uh, they they but they they've activated uh, their guys that were hurt. So I mean maybe it's there. Is uh, DeAndre Hopkins uh, playing? It doesn't matter if DeAndre Hopkins is playing. It's going to be the Rams. It's at home. The Cardinals, man. And you know what it's coming down to? It's coming down to coaching. And McVay is going to show why he became the godfather of all coaching trees. And you have McVay disciples in every organization now because he was the hot, young, up-and-coming coach there a few years ago. He still is that guy. He's still got the get-back coach. They're going to keep him off the field, make sure he's not tripping over the officials because he's going to be running all over the place as they cover this spread. They're going to win by a touchdown. Four points is too easy. The Rams take care of business at home because we can't have the narrative about how the NFL wants the Rams in the Super Bowl at home if they don't win, at least in the wild card. So give me the Rams all day. Did we all take the Rams? I think we, we did. did. We, we did. Man, Biggie, we're missing him because he would definitely have taken the Cardinals, right? Yeah, I think he has to. Like he he rides the – they're not one of his favorite teams, but they're close. Or well, one of – Hey, yeah, right. They're not quite there. They're they're on the second tier. It was but, weeks before I knew he was a Patriots fan. Right, yeah. right. Because he'd be talking about his twenty twenty one MVP Calamari. Yeah. <laughs> Just, yeah. Don't you know? Yeah. Uh, so, uh, all right. Not a lot of uh, hostility or differences here. I think uh, we we were aligned for the most part. Raiders, Steelers. We, we had a couple. Yeah, mm-hmm. we get into the the heart of the the teams we care about, and we all have differences of the opinion here. So, as a Raider, I appreciate y'all's lone wolves and. And uh, getting that out. We saw what happened with Hank Aaron and the Braves. It's just a matter of moments and days before Hank or uh, John Madden and the Raiders do the same thing. You know, I, I do. I, I feel like that that works for a couple weeks and then it's done. But uh, I don't know. We'll see. I'm hoping that John Madden, I worry about the stroke he's got up there. You know, he can still pull some strings. You know, coaching from the clouds maybe. Maybe that's what's happening. He's coaching, and we just don't realize it. It might be. A little magic. It should be. It's like angels in the outfield, just, you know, angels on the gridiron. That's what it is. John Madden making things happen. All right, so uh, we're going to touch. I'm not going to talk about it much here after a while. I'm going to save it. But the all-Madden documentary? Yeah. So I'm going to just ask you guys this. Have you guys yet to try the turducken? Uh, I have not. I've never had a turducken. Neither have I. So, it originated in uh, Nolans. I don't okay. know if you knew that. No, nah, I did not know. It was, it's a Cajun type thing. Yeah, so okay. when you when you uh, watch the documentary, which is amazing, uh, talk, they interviewed the guy with the business that John came down there for the game, and it was a Thanksgiving thing. And then ever since then, uh, because of John, this business has boomed since then with her Dawkins. And it's basically, you know what it is, right? Yeah, yeah. What, I mean, what is it? You know what it is? It's a, it's a craw, it's like a duck and a turkey, right? And a chicken, and a right. chicken. It's all and, three. But you stuff it in between layers of stuffing. Okay. You I, put stuffing. I don't in. know the schematics of it. So you put this. The it's stuffing, way too complicated. Stuffing in between. So he was like, he had the illustrator. He's like, so you gotta have the turkey, and then you boom, pow, put some stuffing in there, and then some chicken, and then more <laughs> stuffing, and then the duck, and we got a turduck, and boom, pow, and. Everybody likes Turducken. Yeah. <laughs> I already want one again now. Exactly. That's, that's how it he goes. had the Telestrator out, and it was perfect. So you got to do it. Dude, I I'm, I feel like we need to have one next year around Thanksgiving we should. for our show. We should do a Friendsgiving, and we should just do have a Turducken. Have a Turducken. I'm, I'm all about it. We'll commit to that now. You have my commitment on the right. Turducken. Where do we even buy one? We're getting it from Nolan's. We have to get it shipped from Nolan's. That's what we're going to do. Okay. 
We go. We're going down for Mardi Gras. It's the only place I know you can get it. I want the one he had. Well, that's probably really bad now. Little, little, little. I mean the same business. <laughs> ah, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. If they're still, if they're still in business, then they're no, damn good. They box them up and they'll send it to us. Oh yeah, let's Lord. do it. All right, we gotta get some price checks on through Duncan. Price no, checks on through. I'm just saying. No, you got me excited. Why do we have to wait? Really nice. We we can do very very nice. Yeah. Cool. Maybe we can do it for uh, Super Bowl. President's Day. Super, Super Bowl. Bowl. Yeah. Why don't we do it for Super Bowl? There you go. Yeah. Let's uh, do I'm it. I'm down for that. All right. Let's make it happen. All right. All right. Good deal. <laughs> All right, boys, that's another show in the books. And, uh, you know, we in between segments here trying to work out some uh, maybe a big guest next week. We'll see what happens. We might be uh, connecting with someone out on the West Coast for uh, a little segment. But anyway, uh, I know we usually like to wrap up a little pop culture, things like that. I Man, I, we've already gone 50 minutes. I don't have the energy or the effort to completely go into Cobra Kai right now. But uh, you did get through uh, the season four? Absolutely. Okay. So, uh, still good, or I mean, I, you still liking it? Yeah, I mean, each season you watch it, and you're thinking, what else are they going to they gonna have? And then they bring on a new character, and you know, you're hooked for another season, and then it's crazy. Now you're like, wow, what's happening next season? So we got to get Turbo Tommy here on board with Cobra Kai because he is a, a fan and a watcher of the original movies. Yes, and uh, I have not watched the series. Yeah. I need to jump on. I think uh, I think we might get a Hillary Swank sighting on there eventually. Yeah, she, you think so? she was the uh, next Karate Kid. Yeah, I know. Uh, do, we, do are we going to get a uh, Jaden Smith too? Maybe. Oh God, I said that. <laughs> <laughs> Will Smith is a uh, producer on this. Yeah, so you never know. I um, think one of the dudes in Practical Jokers got a Jaden Smith tattoo on her upper thigh. That's uh, Sal. I I don't know if I want to know this story. But I'm just saying, it's so <laughs> random. I, I hope we don't see it on the show. Uh, no. All right, so you, you did uh, get a chance to dive into some sports documentaries. We were talking about Madden a minute ago. So give our audience one other thing that you've saw recently uh, that you, you'd like to share, just something we should chase down. So I watched four this week, uh, three baseball and a football We've kind of talked a little bit about the Madden, all Madden doc. We'll save that for another week. Uh, I'll stick with baseball this week since that's my thing. Uh, I guess if I had to pick one this week, uh, pick or watch the uh, Battered Bastards of Baseball. Battered Bastards of Baseball. That's hard to say. It what, is. What, where'd you watch that at? Netflix. Okay. It's a Netflix original. I never would have known any of the story. Like being a big baseball guy. All this was new to me. That's good, though, right? It, yeah, but it deals with minor league baseball in the late 70s uh, mixed with independent baseball, mixed with Kurt Russell <laughs> and Kurt Russell's dad, Bing Russell, who was a bat boy for the Yankees with Lefty – not Lefty Grove. Uh, I'm trying to think who else was with him. Um, but multiple Yankee players, I think in the 50s and 60s, so Bing Russell grew up in the in baseball. He went out to Hollywood and made his living in Bonanza. Okay, okay. He was a actor in many series other than Bonanza, and then he's like, screw it. He quit acting, and then he became the owner of a single A independent minor league baseball team in Seattle. And it, it's crazy. Hmm. It, think of the land of misfit toys. Oh, yeah. And watch this documentary. I'm not, I don't want to give too much away. Okay. 
So it's amazing. As a baseball guy, I knew nothing about it, and I left. With, I was just like, "Wow!" So it's really is, happy. Is this a one-parter? Is this a mini-series? No, it's a one-parter. I believe it's a little over an hour long. Okay, so easy watch. Yeah, it's easy okay. watch. Good deal. So yeah, check it out. Batter bastards of baseball. Kurt Russell even played on the team. Really? I didn't even know he had even baseball talent, but he did. Hmm. So there you go. There were players on this team aged uh, twenty to thirty-seven. That's, playing single A. That's a unique twist. Yes. All right. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the moral of the story is do not cross the good old boys of the baseball because they will screw you. Don't cross them. Oh, see, now I'm interested. You just can't. Don't cross them. Hmm. Unwritten rules, even in the minor leagues. Bad things will happen. Yes. Hmm. Uh, do you remember the restaurant, Bonanza? I do. I just had to throw that in there. I do. Okay. It's like a Ponderosa. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah, I remember that. I don't think Kurt Russell had anything to do with that, nah, though. Nah. But, uh, yeah, that's uh, <laughs> Seattle. So this is before the Mariners, right? So is, is, is like there any major league baseball in Seattle at the time? Did I say Seattle? You did. Or is did it, is it yes. Portland? It's Portland. Okay. I thought it might have been Portland, Portland. And I haven't seen it, but I don't know why I thought I don't that. know why I said Seattle. It's Portland. That's all right. You know, we, we can fact correct ourselves. No, it's fine. So, like, they had minor league of – Triple uh, A minor league baseball in Portland. It left, and then Bing Russell brought in the single A team. That was an independent team. What was the name of the team? Do you the, remember? Oh God, you asked me too quick. Because I, I love the names of these minor league teams. That's okay. That's a more reason to watch the doc. I, I don't remember. I, it was all over the stadium. I think it was mayhem or something crazy. The Portland mayhem. I don't know what hey. it was. It was crazy. Hey, they're used to mayhem out there now. <laughs> it was crazy. Ha <laughs> ha. Uh, but yeah, it, you got to watch it. All and right. I, I think because it had the Hollywood twist, and there was actually one player that uh, pitched for the Yankees as a rookie in the fifties. I don't remember his name. And then he got kicked out of baseball because he got blackballed, and then he went and played for this single-A team because he loved the game. And he did so well that the Braves actually signed him in the late 70s, early 80s, and let him pitch for a season. Really? After, at age 37. Hey, it's like the rookie. Yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> See? But he had won like uh, 20 games or something at, with the Yankees in, in the really? 50s. In the 50s? Yeah. So how much time had passed between this? Uh, a good bit. <laughs> he played like eight years in the majors. Wow. That was it. Okay. That's, yeah. that's good shit. So uh, Check it out. So it's called The Battered Bastards of Baseball. Yes. All right. I, the name alone would pique my interest. Right. So, and the reason why I never even heard of it, we're talking about documentaries in my baseball group, and that was the number one recommendation. Really? Yeah. So nice. I watched it. All right. Now I feel like I got to watch it. So uh, I'll be checking that out. And then uh, – I guess, uh, you know, if we're going to pull the Super Bowl off uh, in the man cave here in a couple of weeks, we're talking uh, in between segments, we might uh, actually order a turducken. You and, should. And that, that's, that's a slice of pop culture. John Madden's going to watch Super Bowl with us while we enjoy a turducken. That's I'm how, in. That's Let's how it feels. I'm in. You're into Turbo Tommy. You were looking it up in Louisiana. How much is a turducken? 119. And that's a bacon wrapped one, you said? Bacon wrapped. How, yeah, much, how bacon much bacon wrapped. would be on a turducken? 
everything's good with bacon. Exactly. It's a lot of bacon. So, all right. So for uh, the Turducken fans out there, the battered bastard of baseball fans out there, we're going to watch that here this week and try to enjoy it a little bit. But make sure you check us out on all platforms of social media, but specifically Facebook's growing like wildfire. We're hitting about three and a half million people a month right now. We don't know sports has also got some groups out there. Football is life. Uh, all things basketball, uh, America's pastime, the love of baseball, and then uh, a dying hockey group that we're looking for maybe the next best hockey fan out there to help us with. So if you know anybody, hit us up. This has been the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. Have a good weekend, everybody. Enjoy your wild card football. Bye-bye.